Alright, so let's try this the third time we're doing this now. Uh, and it seems to be working because I had all the settings uh, changed for recording with the two mics for our regular show. But now it's just me doing another Pumpkins beer patch, which, hey, long-awaited, long time. Uh, it's been a long time and there's a lot of beer to go through, so it could be a bit of a long one. Uh, I guess if you're here listening to this, you enjoy beer, you might want to hear about these things. Um, so hopefully it won't be so long between this one and the next one. If I get, you know, a good group of beers, um, in my, you know, little stable of being able to talk about because it's just been very busy and that's why it's been a long time. I mean, the last time has been since March here that I'm looking at and that was the last time uh, I did from that. So most of the things that I drink here will be stuff that I buy or um, there's a restaurant that we've talked about on our other episodes called the Flying Pig tavern and tap they have a good um tap um set up and they have a lot of things on tap so a lot of them i i've gone there to drink there's another place hamilton tap and grill that i've had things at and then uh old old town pub was another one in bordentown again we're from new jersey so these are new jersey places close to where we live or there are places that I've just gone to, you know, the actual brewery or, or the place. And, and, I'll, and I'll say where I've had each one in case you are local. I mean, this probably won't help you if you don't live locally. Unless you just like to hear about beers that you may be able to get near you. If it's of some place they distribute to. Um, because the way that you go to bars these days, the way the taps just change so quickly and things are here and then they're gone, it's it's almost ridiculous to be like, oh, well, if you get there someday, you might be able to have that beer. And it's like, well, maybe that's true when it comes to the breweries, but the bars and the restaurants, that stuff just changes so quickly. Um, so the first one I've had here, it's uh, I had the Flying Pig. And it's called uh, Port Omna. It's a milk stout from Cane Brewing Company. Uh, it's 6.2% alcohol. They're from Ocean, New Jersey. So they're, you know, close to here. I've never actually been to their um, brewery. But, I mean, it is a place that I'd like to hit up sometime since it is local, as in the state. Uh, this is a 6.2% American extra stout that is brewed every year to celebrate St. Patrick's, Patrick's Day. Port Omna was brewed with British Maris Otter-based malt, British chocolate, roasted barley, and malted oats. Port Omna has a creamy mouthfeel with undertones of chocolate and roasted coffee. And I definitely got all those tastes. I gave it a 3.75 out of 5. You definitely get all those flavors in there. It was uh, definitely a good stout. Uh, stouts can go either way. Sometimes they do have that roasty, coffee, chocolatey, nice taste and sometimes they just taste like well peach likens it to soy sauce and sometimes i'm apt to agree with her it's just a very not a good taste and that's what some stouts can uh, get you so that was a good one uh if you can 
it says it's brewed every year to celebrate celebrate St. Patrick's Day, so it's probably a yearly. It's definitely a yearly offering from them. So if you, you know, that might be one that you might be able to get if you're in this area around St. Patrick's Day, or uh, so it's something that they distribute. I'm not exactly sure if they do or not. Like how far that they distribute it to. Um. So. Just trying to keep track of things here. That was a good one. Um, then there was one from Bolero Snort Brewery, which I am toying with the uh, idea of going up there today. I was going to go up there a couple weeks ago, and I didn't. Um, but they have a lot of stuff on tap that I would like to try, and I think it's stuff that they don't they're not going to distribute or just be a lot of stuff to buy like four packs of so if you go up there you get to try like you know tasters of it or and glasses so you're getting to taste but you're not you know left with all of this beer um it's called calf life it's a fruited sour it's six percent alcohol um they're again we've talked about bolero snort a lot where i have but we we've gone there um there are the other jesus christ they're out of Karlstadt, New Jersey. That's very North Jersey. It's about an hour and a half from here in good driving conditions with no traffic or what whatnot. Um, so it's a heavily fruited sour with dragon fruit, guava, pineapple, and milk sugar. I gave this a full five. I thought it was very tasty. Um, awesome pineapple flavor. Awesome guava flavor. Um... It's just really good. It's a really good flavor, and I do love the fruited sours. Those are my main. If I'm not drinking cider, fruit as for beer, fruited sours are my main. What I like to drink, um, I like fruited sours. I'll drink, you know, pilsners or um, lagers. Uh, I like shandies, rattlers, that kind of stuff. I'm just not very big into like IPAs or mainly it's just IPA. I'll, I'll basically try anything else if it's if it's not an IPA. And sometimes I have tried IPAs, which if you listened before, you'll you'll know that. And sometimes you can be surprised by things, and sometimes it's exactly what you thought it was going to be. So you know you gotta gotta watch out for that stuff. Um, and that was also the flying pig. And again, the fry, the flying pig. Fruitastic Voyage, Dragon Fruit, Apricot, Blueberry, and Strawberry. This is from Brick City Brewing. They're out of Little Ferry, New Jersey. So again, they're local. Uh, I've never actually been to their tasting room or their their establishment. Another one that I've had some good beers from. So, you know, eventually I would like to get there and try, you know, see their place if they do have one not all places have tap rooms or tasting rooms so you gotta like check before you do that um this says the heavily fruited sour lightly salted goze fruit fruitastic voyage is brewed with lactose and a touch of flor de sel before being conditioned on double the amount of fruit as our acid blend series for this newest batch we condition this beer on an absurd amount of dragon fruit puree apricot puree blueberry puree and strawberry puree for a refreshing over-the-top fruit forward drinking experience come along and ride on the fruitastic voyage um 
I give this a full five out of five. Very tasty. Got all those fruit flavors. I do enjoy a nice dragon fruit. And I like blueberry and strawberry. And apricots, nice every now and then. Sometimes it's good in some things. Sometimes it's not good in other things. But this is, uh, if I haven't said it already, 6.5% alcohol. But it got a full five out of five for me. Um, just a very good um, sour or fruited goze. Um, or goes, I don't know, depends on what you want to call it or how you pronounce it. So that was very good. Um, another one from Bolero Snort that I had is Marshmallow Double sh Shot. It's a Imperial Stout. It's 11.5% alcohol. Uh... It says Imperial Stout with coffee, vanilla, marshmallow, and milk sugar. Not the biggest fan of this one. I only gave it a 2.5 out of 5. Um, I don't know. It just wasn't there. Uh, I'm not a big fan of marshmallow and things, or marshmallows in general. So this one just wasn't doing it for me. Uh, I've had some pretty good you know, coffee stouts, and this one just wasn't. I mean, 2.5 is still you know half of five so it's not horribly bad uh, you know at least i didn't give it like a one or lower which peach ten peach would probably have given this she tends to give things low because she doesn't like beer and you know that's understandable then uh let's see i don't know if we talked about this but we had the from tattered flag brewery out of uh, the Gettysburg tasting room. We've talked about them multiple times on our you know on our trips to Gettysburg and the episodes where we talk about that stuff. And their custardy series, which is a fruited sour series. This one was a banana split, and I didn't get much of the flavor on this one. Uh, I don't know if it was a bad can or a batch, but it certainly didn't live up to the rest of the things we've had from them and in this series of. Uh, Stuff, I only gave it a 2.5, which again, it's half of 5, so not horrible, but I just wasn't getting the banana split flavor that they were, you know, touting at 7% alcohol. Um, yeah, it just wasn't there, and we've kind of been laying back off of the, the um, getting stuff from Tattered Flag, at least for both of us to share, because it's been, you know, messing with Peach a little bit, the lactose that's in things, and she's been kind of um, holding back on that stuff, because it's just not good for her stomach, it just upsets her stomach, so, but this one, she didn't give a rating, we know we both had it, but she didn't rate it, um, Then there was, let's see, uh, uh, another thing I had at the Flying Pig, it was um, from Spellbound Brewing, and they're out of Mount Holly, New Jersey, which isn't too far from us. I've never been to their establishment either, but I'll check out it sometime. It's 5.5% alcohol, and it's a corned beef pale ale. Now, I'm going to have to be honest with this. It says it's made with corned beef spices, 5.5% alcohol. I gave this like a 0.25 out of 5. It was not good at all. Um, I did not enjoy it. Did not like it. Um, some people out there may love it. And that's cool. You know, 
Another thing we said, if this is your first time listening to any of our episodes, and this is just a beer episode, but go back and listen to all of our episodes about all the other stuff we do and drink and talk about and, you know, experience. Um, but we've always said, just because we didn't like something, it doesn't mean that you shouldn't try it for yourself if you have the ability to or if you want to and can. Uh, because just because we didn't like it doesn't mean that you won't like it. Everybody's got different tastes. Everybody's got different opinions. So go out there and try it for yourself. But I'm just saying for me, in my opinion, I did not like this one at all. Uh, it's just very bitter. And the just shouldn't be making beer with corned beef spices. It's just not right. Um, let's see. Uh, then I had a Fruit Stripes. 8% alcohol from Magnify Brewing. They're out of Fairfield, New Jersey, and I've talked about them before, and I have been to their tasting room. Um, they're pretty far up north, not as far as Bolero Snort, but almost as far, around the same area-ish, very north Jersey, north east Jersey. Um, it says that it's uh, 8% alcohol imperial sour the this imperial kettle sour is conditioned on well over a thousand pounds of strawberry and raspberry they also added plenty of madagascar vanilla to round it out it pours a beautiful deep red from all the fruit added uh i gave it a 4.25 out of five i thought it was pretty good um definitely a good flavor i'm not the biggest raspberry f fan but you know they did have you know strawberry in this too so that rounds it out nicely uh for that and uh so it was good i enjoyed it uh nothing too complex it's just a fruited sour so um i'm gonna pause right here real quick and i'll be right back and i'm back not that you ever would have known or i should have told you but just paused it for uh, a minute so let's see where we're at There's one called Diamonds and Pearls from Twin Elephant Brewing Company. They're out of uh, Chatham Borough, New Jersey. I'm not exactly sure where that is, even though I've lived in New, New Jersey all my life. And New Jersey's not the very, it's not a big state, but I haven't seen everywhere. I don't know everywhere. There's some places that I'm like, where the hell is that at? And I don't really exactly know where this place is. So obviously I haven't been to their establishment it's a uh, 5.8% alcohol um says welcome to the darkness diamonds and pearls giving it to you baby this is a cold brew style cream stout melting into roasty creamy wonder british based malts belgian chocolate malt american crystal flaked oats milk sugar with homestead coffee roasters bourbon barrel aged coffee putting the screws to it a mix of Colombian and Guatemalan bourbon beans soaked in Bucks County's hewn spirit bourbon barrels for 30 days prior to roasting, sent fresh to the brew house and dripped smooth over five um, BBLs of milk stout. Robust flavor of baker's chocolate, toasted almond, caramelized bourbon, coffee, milk, chocolate, coffee, milkshakes, honey, and then coffee again. Flo would be proud, and it contains lactose. Um, I gave it a 4.5 out of 5. I thought this was a really good um, 
stout, milk stout. I really enjoyed it. It has a really nice flavor. All that stuff they're talking about. You get the chocolate. You get the coffee. You get the roasty. You get a little bit of that bourbon. It's just, it was a really good one. It was definitely one of my favorites that I've had um, while being at the Flying Pig and, you know, stout-wise. So I'd definitely check it out if you're ever able to get to the Twin Elephant Brewing Company in, um, like I said, Chatham Borough. I don't know where that is, but I'm sure you'll be able to look that up. Um, then there was um, Lucky Buck. That's from Bolero Snort. Uh, I was going to have that the one time I was up at their tasting room a couple of months ago, but I'd already had a lot of things to drink. Uh, that's another problem when you're going to like tap rooms either for the first time or it's been a while since you've been there and there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff to try. And, and sometimes if the places are far away, you want to try to get as much as you can in, but you don't want to get drunk. You don't want to be slamming stuff. You don't want to be getting, you know, shit faced when you still got to drive all the way home. So this was one that I skipped out on when I was actually there. And luckily the flying pig got it for around, um, St. Patrick's Day, so it's 4%. It's an Irish dry stout. I only gave it a 2.5 out of 5. It says this traditional Irish brew is roasty and flavorful with a hint of chocolate, then yields a remarkably smooth finish. Lucky Buck is an all-day sipper that pairs well with a heaping portion of corned beef and cabbage. Slante. So like I said, 2.5 out of 5. It was alright. wasn't great. Didn't love it. It's not something... Uh, I might drink it again if it was offered to me. Uh, I probably wouldn't pay to buy another glass or you know anything else. But if somebody was like, hey, I bought you this beer, I'd drink it. I know that's not the best endorsement or uh, criticism of it but or review, I'd say. But it was good. So let's see. Then there was one called Get Your Ass to Marzen, which is from Icarus Brewing. I have been to their tap room, and I have talked about that. Um, they're in Lakewood, New Jersey. Um, this is 5.4% alcohol. It's brewed with German, Vienna, and dark Munich malts, delicately hopped with Howler Tower, or Holler Tower, Middle Fry. And then lagered with at least one for at least one month. Uh, I gave it a three point five. It was pretty good. I did enjoy it. You do get those flavors of the malts. It's very malty. Uh, and when they say delicately hopped, that's true. It's it's not like super hoppy. I don't like super hoppy stuff. So that's good. Um, so yeah, pretty good beer. Three point five. That's a decent score. I think out of five. Um, Let's see. And then, let's see. I'm going through my my ratings here. I know, dead air, right? This is what you've all come here to listen to. Me, well, I don't even know if you've come here to listen to anything at all, really. Um, okay, so this was another one. Uh, 
Sour Wheels, Speakeasy Series, Dark and Stormy from Jug Handle Brewing Company. Uh, Jug Handle is out of New Jersey. They're from Tinton Falls or out of Tinton Falls, New Jersey. We have been to their uh, tap room, tasting room, whatever you want to call it, uh, quite a few times. It's 8% alcohol. I gave it a 4.25. It's brewed with macerated ginger soaked in dark rum fresh lime zest and conditioned on rum infused oak this cocktail in a can leads with ginger a dash of lime and rounded out with undertones of rum and oak so as you can tell it's a take on you know dark and stormy a cocktail uh brewed with like the you know they said the rum and, and ginger and lime um i gave it a 4.25 like i said uh peach Peach only gave it a 2.5, which when I first had it, I thought that she would have liked it more because she does like Dark and Stormy. As I thought it was a good one with nice lime and ginger flavors and the notes of rum. But I told her, I was like, hey, you got to try this one. And then she eventually did try it and she really didn't like it much. So sometimes you think you know something and you don't know nothing. So uh, <laughs> there's that. Then there was uh, Colorful Elements. From Chimney Rustic Ales, they're out of Hamilton, New Jersey. I've not been to their place. I've had quite a few things from them. They did a collaboration with Armageddon uh, Brewing, uh, the cider place that we go to and that we are big fans of in South Jersey. They did a collaboration with them for one of their ciders, uh, which I believe we have talked about on a previous episode. Uh, it's 5.2% alcohol. It's called Colorful Elements Pomegranate. It's a sour Berliner, Berliner Weiss. Um, brewed with wheat and conditioned on pomegranate juice, this beer is bright and refreshing with a welcoming tartness that balances the flavor of the fruit nicely, which I would agree with. Uh, I do like the pomegranate flavor. I gave it a 4.25 out of 5. Uh, it was just a good, a good beer. It was nice and fruity, you know, and, and sour. And that's what I like in my sours. And I like the fruit and I like the sour of, of the, the, the flavor of the beers. So that was a good one. If you ever get a chance to go to chimney rustic ales, I would definitely check them out. Or if you see anything on a place that you're at, uh, I don't know how far they distribute to, or if they're just local, or if you happen to be in this area and you see anything from them on a tap list or anything like that, I I'd definitely give it a try. Uh, then there's another one. This is also from at Flying Pig, um, and uh, from another one from Blaro Snort Sour Pasture Calves Pineapple Tangerine Lime. So it's like you know Sour Patch Kids kind of to fruited sour. The Sour Pasture Calves is like Sour Patch Kids. Um, it's five point one percent alcohol. I gave it a four point five out of five. It's a Fruited kettle sour with pineapple, tangerine, and lime. Pretty straightforward. You get all those flavors. I like all those flavors. I love tangerine uh, and pineapple. Lime sometimes can enhance stuff or make it not good for me. Uh, but yeah, this is definitely a good one. It was nice and sour. Nice fruit flavors. 4.5 out of 5. That's a pretty high rating. I mean, it's only... It's right close to a full 5. Um... But sometimes it just takes that little bit of something to put it over the edge to be a full five. But very enjoyable. Then uh, I believe we talked about this one. I got it at Hamilton Tap and Grill. This is the first time I tried it. But then me and Peach went back to try it 
because I wanted her to try it. And this was one that I was right on that she really did like, the Thick Thrills Blue Hawaiian from Heavy Reel Brewing Company. And they're out of Seaside Heights, New Jersey, which is down near the shore. I've been to their tasting room. This is a full, it's 6.6% alcohol. I gave it a full 5 out of 5. Peach gave it a full 5 out of 5. I know we've talked about this before. This was in collaboration with Dewey Beer Company out of Delaware. And it's mango, pineapple, coconut. And it was bright blue and very delicious. Um, Definitely, if you're ever able to try this, I would definitely try it. I don't know if you're in the Delaware area, if Dewey Beer Company was serving it at their establishments, I would imagine so. If it's a collaboration, they usually have, both places usually have some at their establishment serving it or having it to buy. Um, Or if you're near Seaside Heights or... Whatever, I would definitely, if you ever have a chance to try this one, I would definitely try it. It was very, very good. And then there was Fortune's Fate from Forgotten Boardwalk Brewery. Um, They're out of Cherry Hill, New Jersey. This is pineapple and mango. It's a fruited goze sour. Or goze, how the fuck you want to say it? I don't really care. I'm going to say how I want to say it. You can say how you want to say it. Some experts could say how they want to say it. Whatever. Um, so it's a beer series and collaboration project. Apparently fortune's fate. They designed a beautiful goze where the salinity is derived from oysters harvested in New Jersey waters. We teamed up with our friends at 40 North oysters to create this delicious beer. Every fortune's fate beer brewed will feature oysters from 40 North. The next beer of this series is a pineapple mango sour oyster. Goze, the oyster's saline content, enhances the initial tropical mango sweetness to contrast the sour finish. I give it a 3.75 out of 5. Uh, I thought it was pretty good. Um, let's see here. I'm going to pause because I need to uh, plug in the laptop. All right, all plugged in and ready to go. So, like I said, I gave this one a 3.75 out of 5. Very good. Uh, pineapple mango flavor. I love mango. I love pineapple. Uh, so, again, this is just my opinion. Like I said before, try it for yourself. If you don't like these flavors, then apparently it wouldn't be for you to try. And Why would you? But definitely a good one. I don't know if this is one they do or they're going to do again. Or if it's just like, hey, we did this in collaboration. And it's a series of stuff. And... It might come back, it might not come back. I'm saying today, in the craft beer world, it's, hey, if you don't get it now, you might not ever have it because we're only doing this once or we only do this every once in a while or who knows if we'll do this again. So I don't know how much of that is true, how much of that is hype to try to, like, you know, bolster interest and get people to try it um, right away instead of waiting on it. Because, you know, that's just how it goes sometimes in marketing and advertising. You know, they want to whip you up in a frenzy no matter what it is. You know, just regular products, electronics, uh, events. It's like, hey, this is a limited time thing. You know, that's a lot of things that a lot of places do now, like shirt companies or stuff like that. Um, They'll be like, oh, you can only get it for a limited amount of time and then we're not going to sell it ever again. But then, they, you know, they bring it back. A year or two later, about like, oh, people were so wanting this that we brought it back. And it's like, well, you know, 
Well, I'm not here to go off about that stuff, but I'm just here to talk about beer, and there's a lot of it, so um, we're already about at a half an hour, so I'm going to try to make this not too super long, uh, because you're probably not listening to this at all unless you really like to hear about beer, so who knows. Um, then there was Rum Ham, we talked about that one, also from Heavy Reel. Um, delicious, absolutely delicious, and delicious uh, reference back to It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Um, I gave it a, um, let's see, I've given it a full five. There was one that I had that it wasn't too good, but then I found out later that it wasn't actually that. So I'm like, this tastes a lot different on tap than the can that I had, and then I come to find out, oh, um, that wasn't the right beer that we were serving, that we were calling it that. So, um, Peach gave this one a full five out of five, too. It's very delicious. It's, you know, got, uh, pineapple and cherry and maple syrup flavor. Uh, it's just very, very good. If you ever have a chance to try it, it's very good. Um, I tried one from Carton Brewing Company. They're out of Atlantic Highlands, New Jersey. Uh, it's 10% alcohol. It's a Russian Imperial Stout called Cosmonaut. I gave it a 3.25 out of 5. Uh, Super Galena hops early in the boil brings a strawberry touch. Russian Imperial Stouts have a dark chocolate presence with vanilla nuance. Quite pleasing when accented by a bold hop addition. Our walk around this space had us skirting the territory of those three tone blocks of supermarket ice cream. So it's kind of like a Neapolitan stout because uh, they have like the chocolate and the strawberry and the vanilla, um, like a freeze dried, you know, ice cream that you always hear the astronauts eating. Uh, all we needed was an ingredient you can ferment that would push those notions without running over the beerness of the flavor. We turned to that classic museum snack, freeze-dried Neapolitan ice cream. Drink Cosmonaut because exploration is what it's all about. Like I said, I gave it a 3.25. Pretty good. Um, I didn't get the overly strawberry flavor out of this one. I did get some of the chocolate and a bit of the vanilla. I would have liked more of a strawberry flavor, but... Um, it is what it is. What are you going to do? Um, and I had one from Duclaw Brewing uh, called Sour Me Strawberry French Toast. It's 5.5% alcohol. Drizzled with dark maple syrup and dust it with nutmeg and cinnamon, this strawberry French toast sour brew made with fresh strawberry puree puts even the tallest stack to shame. Bottoms up for brunch. Uh, Duclaw Brewing is out of Baltimore, Maryland. I've never been to their place, but I've enjoyed a lot of their beer, so I should try to get there sometime. Um, I've given this a, a 4.5 out of 5. Very tasty. It's just, it's good. It's strawberry French toast's flavor. It's sour. It, it's a good beer. So uh, I would definitely drink this one again. So uh, try it up. If you see it out there or if you see it again, I don't know if it's past its, I want to say season, but it's time of year when they do certain beers. Um, then there was one at the Flying Pig. 
um, called uh, from Screaming Hill Brewery, and they're out of New Jersey as well, uh, Cream Ridge, which is not too far away from us. It's a golden ale. It's 5.7% alcohol, and it's called Golden Greg and the Ram Chargers, which I just thought was a fun name in general. I gave it a 3 out of 5. It's a golden ale, full flavor. The golden ale is named after a rock god. Want the story? Come on in and ask and ask Greg. So I guess Greg works there, and uh, there's a story behind this. I would like to go there and find out this story someday because it's a very... It's just a very specific name and an and, and odd name which that drew me to actually even just trying it but it was good it was a good beer nice golden ale not too strong either way uh it was just it was just good like i said three out of five so if you're ever in the area you definitely go there and if you find out the story let me know but i, I definitely probably want to go there and find out myself someday um Do, 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 do. Just going down the list here. So I'm just going through where I have all these things, you know, categorized and listed. And there's a lot of stuff in between that we've already talked about. Uh, I had another one from Kane Brewing Company um, at Old Town Pub there in Bordentown when we went there for dinner one night. This one was called Morning Bell. It's a Imperial Porter. It's 9.2% alcohol. Uh, it's an Imperial Porter coffee porter made with locally roasted coffee. I gave it a 3.75 out of 5. It was pretty good. Not one of the better coffee stout slash porter, that kind of dark beer um, ones that I've had. But it was good. 3.75 out of 5 is not too bad. I believe Peach did try this one. She gave it a 0.25, so definitely not for her. Uh, but it was good. Um... Then I got uh, a funnel cake from Forgotten Boardwalk, which I just talked about. Their other one I've had from them. Um, it's a Boardwalk Ale, creamy and smooth with hints of vanilla made with real Madagascar vanilla beans. I gave it a 2.25 out of 5. I just wasn't getting the funnel cakey vibe from it, which is what it's supposed to be all about. And the vanilla, it's 5.5% alcohol. Um, I don't know. Could have been an off batch or whatever. It depends. Um... Things that I don't absolutely hate, I'll, I will generally try again if it gets like a 2 or over or, or, or 2.25 or over just to see if like, hey, maybe this time it might taste better. Because I've had things before that I didn't like initially or didn't like as much and then I've tried again and been like, oh, well, that's a lot better than the last time I had it. So that's another thing with this. It's all interpretive. It's all about batches and brewing and it's all about, you can never just be like, hey, unless it's something that you really despise and you're like, oh, that's the mouth trash. Um, you can't ever like discount anything and being like, oh, I'm never going to drink that again or, or oh, that was all right. Because stuff is ever changing. So I'll always give some beers that are not too far down on my rating list uh, another try sometime down the road just to see like, hey, did this improve any with uh, this batch or this brewing? Um, then I had a thick frosé, caracara orange, pineapple, cherry, and lime. I believe I've talked about this 
on another uh, one of the episodes, probably the episode where we talked about going to the Old Town Pub, because I didn't have too many, and I thought that I would just throw them in there since I was so backed up with beers and I hadn't done another beer patch. So, But I'll just talk about this really quick here. It's a sour, fruited, it's 6% alcohol. I gave it a 3.5 out of 5. It's Heavy Real Brewing out of Seaside Heights, which I just mentioned about their Blue Hawaiian and the rum ham. Uh, it's in collaboration with King's Brewing Company out of Rancho Cucamonga, California. Um, it's got cherry, pineapple flavor, uh, the, the orange. Yes, I give it a 3.5 out of 5. Good, not great, but still better than half, you know. So that might not be one that I, I don't know. The Cara Cara orange maybe threw me off a little bit. Or maybe it was the lime, too. Like I said, sometimes lime can be like, oh, that's nice lime flavor or enhances or adds to. And sometimes the lime really throws off a whole beverage. Um, this might have been one of those times, I think. Uh, then back to the Flying Pig. So I would normally go into the Flying Pig like every Friday on my day off. And uh, try whatever new on tap that looked, you know, interesting to me. Uh, I would look and see what they have on tap every week and see if they got anything new. They have been having a lot of IPAs on tap lately, and that's not my thing. So I haven't been going in as much. But a lot of these things that I've tried, just like single, you know, tasters of or, or you know, one glass of, is mostly the Flying Pig. Um, this one's called Snorting Bricks. From Big Brick City Brewing and a little fairy. I just mentioned them earlier on from one of their other beers, if you're paying attention or not snoozing. <laughs> uh, it's a stout. It's 10% alcohol. It's in collaboration with Blair Snort, which I've talked about. Um, it's a collab with their good friends at Blair Snort Brewing. When we originally sat down with our fellow Bergen boys... We knew we wanted to brew up something fun, and we knew it had to have one particular ingredient that we are both fond of using, lactose. Snorting Bricks is an imperial stout brewed with piles upon piles of sweet, creamy lactose. Lactose. <laughs> I said lactose, like I'm <laughs> lactose intolerant. Um, and conditioned on an irresponsible amount of peanut butter and marshmallow cream. Gave it a 3 out of 5. It was pretty good. I would have liked more of a peanut butter flavor. Uh, I don't know what they consider an irresponsible amount, but probably it differs from my opinion of what's the irresponsible amount of peanut butter because I love peanut butter. Um, but yeah, pretty good. Uh, definitely one I would I would drink again. And uh, if you ever see it, give it a try if it sounds like your thing. Then there was one called the Royal Rug. From Alternate Ending Beer Company. They're out of Aberdeen, New Jersey. 4.8% uh, alcohol. Uh, if you happen to be at Ralph's with your checkbook. It's a... It's a uh, I don't know. What the fuck? A nod to The Big Lebowski. If you've ever seen The Big Lebowski. It's a great movie and I love it. Uh, so this one's called The Royal Rug. And consider swapping out that carton of milk for a clean, crisp royal rug. This traditional pills has quickly become a taproom favorite, especially now that we are pouring it oh so slowly to give it that moosey head that just jiggles for you. Um, as many of you know, the real-life dude designed our brewing system along with Boy Wonder. I don't know, this is just a lot of information about that stuff. Uh... 
I gave it two point two five. I wasn't really digging digging it. Um, had a little bit too much of a floral taste for me. I'm not really big on the floral tasting, no matter what I'm drinking, whether it be a beer or a cider. Um, just not doesn't do it for me. So that got a, a little bit of a low rating from me. And then, oh, got to scroll through all of our ciders. We went up to New York back in April. But we did talk about on that episode that we went to Hudson Brewing and we had a pineapple cider there, a tapache. Um, but I didn't talk about any of the beers because I was the only one drinking those. So I said I would hold them off for the next beer patch. And this is where we're at right now with the beer patch. So going to do this. Um, there was one called Viking. It's a brown ale, 5.8% alcohol. Uh, Hudson Brewing Company, they're out of Hudson, New York, uh, upstate New York, right along the um, Hudson River. Uh, well, they're not right along it, but they're right near it, you know. That's a maple sap brown ale. I gave it a 3.75 out of 5. You know, you do get the, it's a dark beer. You get that maple flavor. Uh, Peach gave this a 0.5 because she actually tried it. I don't know. I, I think that might have been the only one she tried because then she was just like, well, that already set the tone for me. I'm not really digging this, so maybe I'm just not going to drink anymore. Uh, but it was a pretty good one. I enjoyed it. Then there was one called Tainted, Tainted Senorita. It was a coffee stout, 7.4% alcohol. The flagship Tainted Lady Stout with Tierra Farms locally roasted Mexican blend of cold brew coffee. Smooth, rich, strong coffee flavor. Uh, I give it a 4.25 out of 5. I really enjoyed it. Definitely one I would drink again if they had it. If we went by there, maybe stop by there next time. I'm going to be up there visiting my grandmother. Uh, hopefully sometime in September or October. Uh, Peach did try this one. She gave it a 0.25, so she liked it even less than the other one. Uh, so we'll see how far we get into this where she stopped trying them. Um, the state of, uh, state street swill. That was the pineapple cider. We talked about that on a previous episode, so I'm not going to get into that. Uh, straw beery blonde. It's a blonde ale. Um, I gave it a 4.75 out of five. I don't have the, uh, alcohol content here. It's not listed, but, uh, definitely good had a nice strawberry flavor it was fruity it was light bright um i enjoyed it definitely something i would drink again 4.75 out of 5 is that's a that's a high score so good one you definitely check out if you go there if they have it uh balanero is a lager five percent alcohol and um i give it a 4.25 out of 5 it's just you know run-of-the-mill uh lager uh, just crisp, clean tasting. Not bad at all. Um, even Pe- Peach gave this a four. I don't know if that's a mistake or or what. But uh, it says here that she gave it a four out of five. So um, maybe she really liked that one too. So that's saying a lot. So that's probably definitely one you should check out. But you know, all of our palettes are different. Then they had one called McSwiggins, McSwiggins, I don't know how you pronounce it, um, 
It's 5.5% alcohol. It's a red ale. I gave it a 3.75, so a little bit lower than the other stuff. Peach gave it a 0.5, so again, back down to the low levels of ratings for her. It was just a nice red ale. wasn't too bad. It was malty. had a little bit of a caramel flavor, just a little bit. Uh, so, you know, as red ales go, pretty good. Uh, and they had one called Firkin Merkin. Uh, brown, another brown out, six, 6.7% alcohol, um, roasty, malty, a little bit bitter. I give it a 2.75. Definitely wasn't one of my things. Uh, Peach gave it a 0.25, so it definitely wasn't one of her things. Uh, so not one of my more favorite ones on this trip. Um, they had one called the Maiden Voyage. It's a pale ale, 5.6% alcohol. I didn't care for this one at all. It says fruity and floral aroma, crisp stone fruit notes, classic West Coast pale hoppiness. Uh, their first beer brewed in their new brew house. Well, I gave it a 1.25. I definitely did not care for it at all. Um, Peach did not either. Either she did not drink this one or she did not rate it because there's nothing here from her. And I would imagine it would have been very low if I didn't care for it. But who knows? I would have been very surprised. So that was all for the trip to Hudson North. Let's see what else we've got here. Oh, back to the Flying Pig um, from Magnify Brewing Company. Coconut Mind Over Matter. It's an Imperial Stout, 8% alcohol. It's about time we got around to our newest variant of our Mind Over Matter series. This double chocolate milk stout is brewed with lactose, cocoa nibs, and a ton of coconut. So, I love coconut and chocolate. So, I give this a 3.5. Again, nothing amazing, but it did have a very nice flavor. It was a little bit, little bit sweet. Um, I guess that's what I would give it the down marks for. But definitely a good beer. And then another one from Icarus. Uh, Power Shaker Silver Spurs. It's an IPA milkshake. Uh, 7.6% alcohol. I gave this one 1.75. Sorry, guys. Just wasn't digging this one. Uh, heavily weeded and oated Imperial IPA with milk sugar. Dry hopped with Galaxy, Columbus, and Lapulin Citra. Conditioned on a blend of Madagascar vanilla beans, strawberries, and tart cherries. Uh, just wasn't doing it for me. I did not care for this one. And this is one of those um, IPAs that you try and you gamble on and it doesn't work out for you. Uh, and, uh, you want to hear about me drinking a Miller Lite? <laughs> I just checked into that. Uh, we all know what Miller Lite tastes like. Um, and then I had one. This is where the start is for me with the Axe and Arrow uh, brewery. Uh they're at a Glassboro, New Jersey. Uh, this is the first time I had them. Uh, saw their apple cobbler um, sour fruited in uh, just in a liquor store. Full five out of five. It was delicious. Um, apple, cinnamon, brown sugar, and graham cracker went into this sour delight. And I will agree that it is a sour delight. I loved it. And then that made me think of like, well, I've never heard of this place. And they're out in New Jersey. And... Um, not that I've heard of every place in New Jersey, but I was just very curious to be like, well, uh, let me, 
I love this beer, so let me try to find out more about them. And then I found out where they were, and um, I went to their uh, I went to their uh, tasting room, and uh, well, I eventually did. I didn't like go that night, um, and that was a night we've talked about that on a, a previous episode that I was found it, and then we went to Target, and uh, Peach dared me to drink it in the in the Target, so I just brought the can in, and I was drinking it as we were walking around Target, I mean, people could have just thought it was anything, a soda, an energy drink, whatever, it wasn't like I was rowdy or drunk, it was just one can, and uh, I was like, alright, I'll drink it around while you're shopping in Target, and I don't want to be in here anyway, so at least I'll be enjoying something, um, and uh, it worked out, uh, let's see, what else, um, Got to go through all the ciders because you know that's our main our main thing. Um, well, there's another one from Tattered Flag. It's called Love Has No Face. I'm not sure if we ever talked about these ones together because we've drank them together. Um, Tattered Flag and Fueled by Hops teamed up for a special Valentine's collab. This is our custardy sour base conditioned on white chocolate ganache, white chocolate strawberry, vanilla, and lactose. I gave it a 3.75 out of 5. Peach only gave it a 0.75, so she didn't care for it. I think she's really just off of the beer. She just she did like some of them for a bit, but I think she's just really done with them upsetting her stomach and mostly not liking things. So I think she's just done, and she's kind of like just... I'm done. But I gave it a 3.75 at 7% alcohol. I thought it was pretty good tasting. Um, and then I had a mango cart from Golden Road Brewing. Uh, pretty good beer. I gave it a 4 out of 5. Um, let me see if Peach actually rated this one. She did not. Um, I know she wanted to take a sip. It's a first in a series inspired by the iconic fruit cart vendors of Los Angeles, a light wheat ale with lots of fresh mango flavor and aroma, finishing crisp and refreshing. Like I said, I gave it a four out of five. I thought it was really good. I like mangoes. I love the mango flavor, and it was crisp and refreshing. So, good beer. I would definitely drink that one again, too. Uh, the strawberry rhubarb custardy. From Tattered Flag, 7% alcohol. Peach gave this one a full 5 out of 5. I gave it a 4.25 out of 5. So maybe she wasn't quite done yet, but I feel like she's done now with the, the beers. Sour Ale with Strawberry Rhubarb and Lactose. And again, it's the lactose that messes with Peach. So a lot of the lactose beers that contain lactose are pretty good, but they're not good for her. Um, but very high marks from both of us. Very nice flavor. Strawberry Rhubarb flavor is, is a good one. Then there was a blackberry mule custardy. Um, Peach didn't rate this one. I gave it a 3 out of 5. It was sour ale with blackberry, lime, ginger, and lactose. And the lime and ginger, I don't know. And then the blackberry. I don't know if I'm the biggest fan of blackberry. So 3 out of 5. Still not horrible, but might not be one that I would definitely buy. I would, again, if somebody bought me a can or a, a pint of it or something, I would drink it. But I don't think it's one that I would purchase myself again. Um, and then I went to Axe and Arrow. And this was back on April 24th. So you can see how long ago it's been since I've done all this stuff and, and drank all this stuff. 
uh, coming up at about 51 minutes right here. So hopefully I can wrap this up within the next half an hour or so. Um, this one was called the Squeaky Wheel. It's a wheat beer, 5.5% alcohol, uh, a traditional German-style wheat beer that's light and clean through and through with delicate notes of banana and clove. And I gave it a 4.5 out of 5. It was definitely pretty tasty. Uh, not something that I think I would normally uh, go for or like, but um, I, I it was good stuff. Um, let's see. And then they have a watermelon Kolsch. That's 4.8% alcohol. Uh, their Kolsch base conditioned on some watermelon puree. Very refreshing, perfect for spring slash summer day. I give it a 4 out of 5. It was very good. It was a good watermelon Kolsch. I like watermelon flavor as well. And I do like a, a good Kolsch every now and then. So this was a, a pretty good mixing of the two. Uh, another good one. I don't think there's anything on this trip that I wanted this first outing to there. Uh, there was one called Good Game. It's a cream ale, 5% alcohol. Cream ale conditioned on oranges and vanilla. Profits from this beer uh, benefit the Elk Township Little League. Uh, I gave it a 3.75 out of 5. It was pretty good. Oranges and vanilla, kind of like a creamsicle, dreamsicle, whatever you want to call it. Good beer. Nice orange and vanilla flavor. Uh, then there was Blueberry Donut, a stout. And it's 5% alcohol. Um, they're a white stout base brewed with lactose and conditioned on blueberries and vanilla pudding. I gave it a 4.75 out of 5. It was very tasty. Uh, it tasted just like a blueberry donut. It was very delicious. And then they had one called Hardwired, which was a por coffee porter, 6.5% alcohol. Uh, Hard Wild Hazelnut Coffee Porter is a smooth and rich porter with roasty chocolate backbone. We conditioned the porter on heaps of hazelnut coffee beans, delivering great coffee, aroma, and flavor. I gave it a 3.75 out of 5. It was good. I enjoyed it. Definitely something I would drink again. Uh, one of the better porters that I've had uh, in the, you know, uh, the dark beer side of beers. Then I had one called Thunder Blender. Uh, a sour um, beer. It's 5.5%. They took their flagship Tropic Thunder and turned it into a blender for their third anniversary because they've been around for three years and I had no idea. Uh, this is the first time I was hearing of them this year. Uh, massive amounts of passion fruit, mango, and guava are the stars of this show. And I gave it a 4.5 out of 5. It was very good. I enjoyed it quite a bit. Then they had a blender, peaches and Oreo cream. So like peaches and cream, but with Oreos, I give this a full 5 out of 5. It's 5.5% alcohol. Blender base brewed with lactose and conditioned on peaches and Oreo cream. Uh, it was really good. This was when I was telling Peach about. I was like, you should definitely try this. And then I believe we did go there one time after that, and um, they didn't have it. Um, so... That's a story to get into a little bit further down because there's more stuff I've drank from them. Um, they had one called Mo Raspberry. It's 5.5%. Uh, Mo Jarkle's friend is here. Mo Raspberry is their classic PB&J sour conditioned on raspberry puree, jelly instead of grape. 
Uh, I give this a three out of five. Again, I've said this many times. I'm not the biggest fan of raspberry. So it was good, but not great. So three out of five, still not too bad. Uh, Blender's Watermelon Lime Cheesecake. Now this one sounded like it would be kind of weird. 5.5% alcohol. Uh, they had their buddies from Tanner Brewing Company come over and help them with this sour beer. They decided to add tons of watermelon and lime to their blender sour base, and to sweeten it up a touch, they blended in some cheesecake mix. So, the collaboration, obviously, with Tanner Brewing Company just says United States, so I'm not exactly sure where they're from. I give this a 3.5 out of 5. The watermelon-lime cheesecake deal kind of is like a weird combination, at least in my mind. So, but 3.5 out of 5, it was it was pretty good. Definitely better than I was expecting. And then they had Orange Fluff. 6% alcohol. Uh, the Fluff series continues on with the Orange Fluff. This kettle sour was brewed and conditioned with over 200 pounds of orange puree. They also added lactose and marshmallow fluff to balance out the tart. I give this a 3.75 out of 5. Um, I do like orange fluff, the marshmallow part. Again, I'm not the biggest fan of marshmallow, but this was pretty decent. So I did enjoy it. 3.75 out of 5. And then there was a... Um, the bartender or server that was there. I do believe her name was Christine. I want to get this right. She was very nice the first time that I was there. And um trying to look um, back. So I thought I wrote a note down. Maybe I didn't. Oh, Christina was her name. I wrote the note down because she was very nice. And she let me try a little sample of stuff um, for free. I don't know if I should be saying that. Um but, because I was saying about, like, you know, oh, which, she was like, which ones are your favorite? Which ones did you like? And I'm like, these ones? She's like, oh, did you try this one? And I'm like, well, I'm not really big on IPAs, and they have an IPA called Smooth Sailing. 9.8% um, alcohol. 9.8% uh, is their biggest IPA to date. They use the classic combo of mosaic and citra hops in this one. It may be strong, but it's still smooth. Um... I tried it, you know, she let me try it, uh, 2.25, so not the best, but not really super low, I mean, it wasn't horrible, but definitely something that I would not, you know, get a glass of or pay for myself, and then they had a bok bok, a doppelbok, 8.2% alcohol, traditional strong malty German lager, and I gave it 3 out of 5, because it's exactly what it was, it was malty, roasty, a little bit of caramel, um, just a very multi and it's exactly how it's described. So three out of five, not too bad, but not, not probably again, probably not. Even though I gave it a three out of five, which is pretty high, probably not something I would, you know, rush to order again. And then they had shattered ceilings, an IPA that she let me try again. That I was like, well, I don't like IPAs. She's like, well, just try these, you know, you might like them. Uh, 7.1% alcohol, a hazy IPA brewed by a bunch of great New Jersey women in beer. They used a basic, uh, <coughs> excuse me, uh, New England IPA grain bill 
Cascade at Flameout, and a big double dry hop with the 2022 Yakima Chief Pink Boots Hop Blend, which consisted of HBC 630, Idaho Gem, Laurel, Talus, and Triumph. I don't understand what any of that means. I guess it's a some sort of hop, hops blend. Um, I gave it a 3.5 out of 5. I was very uh, surprised by what I thought of that at the time. Um, again, probably not something that I... I'm glad I tried it and got to try it, and I was thankful that I was let to try it, but probably, again, not something that I would buy for myself. And then they had an Irish potato white stout. This was around... Well, it was a little bit after St. Patrick's Day, but... Um, it's a white stout brewed with lactose and then conditioned with cinnamon, toasted coconut, plus a touch of vanilla. You know what Irish potatoes are? They're little candies. Uh, they sell around St. Patrick's Day. Um, coconut and um, cinnamon on them, and they're just very delicious. I like the candy. Uh, I gave a 4.5 to the stout. It was very tasty. I enjoyed it. 5.1% alcohol. And then they had a... The Sour to the People, which is like a series they do. Uh, Cran Apple had a nice cranberry and apple flavor. I enjoy both flavors. 7.5% alcohol. I give it a 4 out of 5. A delicious addition to their line of fruited sours. They added over 250 pounds of cranberry, mango, and peach fruit puree to their sour Berliner base. It's like a tart ocean spray. So, it was good. I enjoyed it quite a bit. Um, sour to the people, cran peach mango. I believe that was the description for that one and not the, the last one. Yeah, because it's the same description. I think somebody messed up with putting it in there. But I did like this one as well. Uh, I give it a 3.5 out of 5, 7.5% alcohol, cranberry, peach, and mango. Good stuff. And then we're back at the Flying Pig again. And I had from Cane Brewing Company, Winter Daydream. It's a single Bach, 7.2% alcohol, winter Bach brewed with German Pilsner, wheat, and rich dark malts, along with a generous amount of Herzbrucker hops in the kettle, rich and malty with notes of spice, fruit, and cacao and caramel. I give it a 4.25 out of 5. It was definitely pretty tasty. Uh, it was malty, it was dark, sweet, had a little bit of a fruity flavor, um, just a little bit. Um, but it was very good. 4.25 out of 5 for that one. Um, then there was one called Girl Hold My Earrings from Twin Elephant Brewing, which I talked about earlier. 6.1% alcohol. It's a fruited sour. Uh, Girl Hold My Earrings, cause we got your back. The ladies of Twin Elephant Brewing rounded up to brew a beer to rep women in this industry and showcase what some badass women can do. Don't underestimate the pink color. This sour mama straight up steps to it with some sweet jammy raspberries and spill the tea, beeb, because there's also a nice dry tea-like flowery finish from lots of hibiscus. So don't mess, because you might think this pretty tasty boo might be easy to handle, but she can kick your ass if you disrespect. Ready to fight the good fight for respect and equality, not like a girl, but like some grown-ass women. Um, I gave it a 3.5 out of 5. Uh, it was good. I did enjoy the, the berry flavor. 
Um, even though I don't really a big fan of raspberries, but that already ticked it down. And then I don't really like the hibiscus flowery flavor. So that's why I gave it a 3.5 out of five. Um, Then there was another one from uh, Icarus Brewing called Decimate, 4.5% alcohol. It was a Japanese rice lager, which I thought was interesting. Uh, Japanese rice lager brewed with fresh lemongrass. I gave it a 3.25 out of 5. wasn't too bad. It was interesting to taste. You get the lemongrass. It was crisp, crisp and clean. And it was a pretty good beer. Um, and definitely something different than I would drink normally. And you do get that rice essence flavor in it as well. Um, then there's another one from Twin Elephant Brewing Company called Cultivating Mass. Another nod to It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Uh, the gang brews a beer. A fat jack dry hopped American brown ale loaded up with wheat, rye, and oats. Dry hopped with amarillo. You could bulldoze a few of these, go real thunder gun on them. Pumpernickel crust, chocolate shelled lemon bars, grapefruit rind, sap and dark on the edges. Fresh hash bowl, smoky vapors. Give it a 3.25 out of 5. It's 5.9% alcohol. Um, it was a good beer. And I also just give points for, um, the always giving points for references to It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia because I love that show. And uh, let's see. And there's one called Porter Authority from Bricks City Brewing, which I've mentioned earlier. That's 7% alcohol. It's a porter. Uh, they're a year-round porter named for a frequented New York landmark. Uh, this porter is creamy and loaded with notes of roasted coffee beans, dark chocolate, and cacao nibs. I gave it a 3 out of 5. It was good. Not, the, not one of the better uh, porters I've had, but 3 out of 5 still, you know. As I've said before on many other ones, not too bad. Um, going through, then another one at the Flying Pig called Local Tongue. It's a Imperial Stout from Magnify Brewing Company, twelve point five percent alcohol. It was a collaboration with Track Brewing Company out of Manchester, uh, England. Local Tongue is a new 12.5% Imperial Stout collaboration with our buds at Track across the pond in Manchester, England. Local Tongue takes Language Barrier, our collaboration brewed in Manchester, and Americanizes it to the extreme. This is America, so of course we are going to go big. We brewed with chocolate fudge and chocolate pudding like our Fudgement Day Stouts and conditioned it on chocolate sandwich cookies, cheesecake, and dolce de leche. Contains a small amount of lactose from the chocolate fudge. I gave it a 4.75 out of 5. This was a very delicious beer. I really enjoyed it. Um, they did go big, and it did have a very big chocolate flavor. Um, Magnify tends to do uh, chocolate stouts right. Um, it does have a really good flavor. So, wait. Oh, excuse me. Sorry. Sorry. I should probably pause when I do that shit. But, um, what are you going to do? Sometimes it just happens. Um, I had a. Duclaw Brewing, the Pastriarchy Irish uh, Cream Stout, 9.4% alcohol. 
Uh, lucky you, quite the Irish blessing, this brew will envelop you in an enchanting warm roasty aroma as you sip on a smooth swirl of creamy vanilla, chocolate, and coffee. Slante. I gave it a 3.75 out of 5. It was pretty good. Uh, not one of my favorite offerings from New Claw, but still a pretty good one and very festive for the time, even though it was like a month after uh, St. Patrick's Day, but that's when I could find it. I had heard about it before that, but I couldn't find it anywhere until you know, when I actually had it. So, uh, another one from New Claw that I tried was called Give a Crap. 6.5% fruited sour. Uh, wow, we can tell that you really give a crap by picking up this can. First, you'll enjoy the sweet sour ale with notes of blueberry and vanilla, but second, critical... Excuse me. my uh, I'm a little... Uh, I don't know if it's just allergies or Peach has been kind of feeling kind of sick. I don't know if she got me sick. That bitch. Um, second, uh, every every critical dollar will be donated to fight colon cancer. So that's the give a crap. And it had like the poop emoji in a rainbow color on the can. Uh, you're crushing it. Cancer and this beer, obviously, brought to you by Colon Cancer Foundation, Duclaw Brewing Company, and Squatty Potty. So... It was for a good cause. It was a good beer. Uh, I gave it 4.5 out of 5. Peach did not care for it. She tried it. She gave it a 0.75 out of 5. But, you know, that's how it goes with her. Not much out of the ordinary. Um, then uh, we went to this place called Devil's Creek Brewery. They were in South Jersey. And I had heard somebody talk about them saying they were good. And what really interested me was they had a Rocky Horror Sour um, beer. And I love Rocky Horror. And I was like, oh, that sounds interesting. I want to try that. But when we got there, and it said on their uh, website and everywhere else that it was on tap. And when I get there and I go to you know get my flight, and they're like, oh, uh, we don't have any of that. Well, that's basically what I came here for. So that was kind of a letdown. And then I didn't really care for much of the actual other beers. I mean, who knows if I would have cared for that one if they had it, but um, they had one called The Dark Side. Indulge yourself in rich, malty, roasted chocolate and coffee elixir. Welcome to The Dark Side. 2.75 for me. Not really the best. 8.2% alcohol. Like I said, a little bit on the lower side of the score. Um, they had one called No Sleep Till Brooklyn, which is a coffee stout. 6% alcohol. Um... Our intense coffee stout is brewed with 15 pounds of high of freshly ground Papua New Guinea beans. Holy caffeine. Uh, 3.25 for this one. It's pretty good. Uh, had did have a nice coffee flavor and it wasn't uh, wasn't bad. Uh, they're out of Collingswood, New Jersey, just in case. Uh, I don't know if I said. Um, and I did like the name. Nice little... Uh, nod to the Beastie Boys. Uh, Berry Ticklish uh, Milkshake Pale Ale. 5% alcohol. Creamy Strawberry Ale fermented with a hint of habaneros and a dash of rosemary. I gave it 3.75%. Wasn't too bad. Did have a nice strawberry flavor. A hint of habanero. A little back spice. Uh, not too bad. And then they had one called Holy Moly. 
Um, a Belgian strong dark ale, 9.3% alcohol. Rich Belgian with spicy peppers, cocoa, and cinnamon. I give this a 2 out of 5. Not really my thing. I do like to drink some spicy stuff sometimes, but this just wasn't a good flavor. Um, I gave it a 2. Like I said, a 2 out of 5. It was weird, smoky, a little bit of heat. Not as enjoyable as other versions of this I've had. I've had other places that did like a mole, um, like a spicy, dark uh, beer. This was not one of the better ones, in my opinion. And then I was just bummed because they didn't have um, the Rocky Horror Sour. So me and Peach went there. She was bummed out because they didn't have that because she wanted to try it. And I was telling her about that. And this was like the night of just letdown. So I was telling her, oh, they have this sour, so let's go there. So she agreed to go there for that. But then they didn't have it, so she just watched me drink beer. And I was telling her about all the good stuff that I had at Axe and Arrow. So then we weren't too far away from that. So I'm like, oh, let's go there, and you can try the other stuff I was talking about there. But all the stuff that I was talking to her about that they had there, they also didn't have on tap anymore. So it was just another big letdown. I got the Boston Cream Donut because I had gotten that before. Wasn't as good as the first time I went there by myself, and then uh, Peach had some, and she didn't much care for it. So that's what I'm saying, you know, how every batch is different, so that doesn't always taste the same. So it wasn't really on point that time that I went there. Um, Also, uh, just drank that one, and then we left because there was nothing else in there that I was telling her about that she wanted to try. Uh, I got cans of one called Pineapple Fluff to go from there, though. It was 6% alcohol. Um, Inspired by the dessert Ambrosia, pineapple and marshmallow flavors highlight this delicious sour. I gave it a 4 out of 5. It was delicious. Even with the marshmallow flavor, the pineapple was really good. It was just a really good beer. I got a four-pack of those. So, very tasty. Um... Give a crap. Cider. We might be getting to the end here. I know I was recently. Oh, well, now. Back at uh, some stuff. I tried at the Flying Pig from Valero Snort. Pina Bulata. 4.5% wheat beer. Uh, palm trees, sunsets, and sandy shores bring to mind one of the, our favorite summer adult beverages. Sipping drinks on island beaches with a cool frozen pina colada are what summer is all about to them. This coconut pineapple cocktail inspired us to create one of the most unique summer brews. Heavily weeded session dusted with milk sugar and dosed with a whole lot of citra and mosaic before being conditioned atop coconut, pineapple, and vanilla. If you like getting caught in the rain, and this summer jam is for you. Uh, I gave it a 3.25 out of 5. Um... It was good. Uh, a little bit hoppier than I would have liked, but um, that's why it gets a little bit of a lower score. And then there was a Fruited Event from Magnify. Uh, 3.75 I gave this one. Uh, they took their main event IPA and added guava and tangerine. They used a similar process to their smoothie sours that allows them to add unfermented fruit to beer without risk of re-fermentation. This allows the fruit flavor to really shine, making this an especially fruity and juicy IPA. So this is one of those ones where it's like, oh, IPA, I don't like them, but 3.75 out of 5 would say differently. So not all IPAs are created equal. 
Uh, it was good. It had nice flavors. I did like the guava and tangerine flavors because I do like those flavors, as I've said before. Um, then there was one called Orange Twist, which was also an IPA, which I gave a 4.5. So that also tells you it's a creamsicle-inspired IPA with orange and vanilla ice cream brewed in collaboration with The Source. Inspired by our favorite summer ice cream cone, this creamsicle-inspired Imperial IPA is brewed hopped with Sabro, Incognito, and Mosaic Cryo on the hot side and dry hop with Citra and Mosaic. We then conditioned it on orange and vanilla ice cream and it contains lactose. So 4.5 out of 5, a lot higher than I would have thought that I would be giving it, but it was pretty good. Um, hey, Take It Easy Lime. It's a lager from Icarus Brewing. 4.7% alcohol. Mexican lager brewed with domestic pilsner malt, flaked yellow corn, chit malt, lightly hopped with matueca, then lagered for an extended period, conditioned on limes. Recipe and inspiration by brewer Nick Palazzo. 4.25 out of 5. It was definitely a good Mexican-style lager. Uh, I've had different ones, you know, like your uh, Corona or like... Uh, Cape May Brewing has one called Tan Limes. That's uh, Mexican lager. So, yeah, pretty good. And then... And then... If anybody knows what that's from, then you're old. Like me. Uh, had one from Old Heights Brewing Company out of Heightstown, New Jersey. Called Love is Love. 8.4% alcohol. Uh, their double milk stout is brewed with oats and lactose, giving a velvety mouthfeel. It is conditioned on cherries and raspberries to create a cordial flavor and a sweet finish. Brewed to celebrate, celebrate people-loving people of all kinds. A portion of the proceeds will benefit the Bayard Ruston Center for Social Justice in Princeton. And I gave it a 4.25 out of 5 because it was very good. A very nice flavor. It had this roastiness of... Uh, of the um, milk stout and then that creamy flavor and the cherry and the sweetness. Um, and like I said, I don't particularly care for raspberries, but when it's mixed with other stuff, sometimes it can be a good thing. And then I had one for another one from Icarus Brewing called Drinking Bellinis for Breakfast. 5.4% fruited sour. Um, 4.5 out of 5, like I said drinking a Bellini for breakfast. It was like blood orange, peachy, fruity. Um, it was good. So I enjoyed it. I just got a single can of that. I uh, bought it at the liquor store. And uh, I was like, well, I'm just going to need one can of this to try. So I don't want a whole four pack in case I don't like it. But I did like it. But I'm still glad that I didn't get a whole four pack of it. Because sometimes you just don't want all that beer hanging around and feeling like you need to drink it. And then another one from... Uh, Collaboration between Imprint Beer Company out of Hatfield, PA, and Bolero Snort. Uh, it's called Rainbow. It's a 5% sour fruited. Uh, all Skittles sour collab with our, with our friends Bolero Snort. The Skittles beer that spawned a lifestyle contains lactose, so it tastes just like Skittles. It's sweet, it's fruity, it's sour. I gave it a 4.75 out of 5. It was really good. And then 
You gotta stop saying that. I'm already kind of annoying myself. I know I'm probably annoying anybody that's listening to this. I'm sorry. Go listen to our other episodes. They're better than just hearing me talk about beer. Um, I don't know. I drink a lot of beer by myself that Peach doesn't drink. And I know there's a lot of people out there that like beer. So I just figured I'd offer these bonus extra episodes for people who want to hear about what's out there. What's, you know, what could be near them that's similar to this kind of thing. Or not even knowing that these kind of things exist. Like that kind of beer, this kind of beer, whatever. Or if they're close to any of these places that I'm talking about, then they can try them for themselves. Just here's like a public service, people. Don't mean to bore you, just mean to help you. So then on one of our trips to Gettysburg, um, I believe I talked about these um, on the one episode. So, And the Dell's Black Cherry Shandy. Uh, yeah, we've talked about this on previous episodes, so I'm only going to talk about things in here that we haven't talked about in previous episodes. If you want to hear about those, and you want to hear about other fun stuff, then you should listen to our regular episodes where me and Peach talk about all the things we do, the ventures we go on, the stuff we encounter, food, restaurants, cider. We're all about all kinds of things. Horror, paranormal. We're a smorgasbord of fun. <laughs> you like how I talk us up a lot? Um, uh, talked about that one, the peaches and cream. Um, but I did go back to, um, Axe and Arrow and I tried their easy peasy peach. This was more recently. This was, I'll tell you in a second, but it's a blonde ale. It's 5.6% alcohol. Uh, Lemon and Black Tea Blonde is back for the summer. This time we conditioned it on peach puree to make it even more refreshing. I gave it a 4 out of 5. It was very refreshing. I do like the a hard tea and then a hard tea, uh, a tea flavored beer brewed with peach. I like peach flavor, so it was good. Um yeah, I went here June 3rd, so getting closer to, to now. Um then they had a pistachio stout. Uh, 5%, their white stout base conditioned on pistachio butter. Proceeds of the beer will help fund cancer research. So, there's no option, but it was a very good flavor, very good pistachio flavor. Like I said, I gave it a 4.25 out of 5. Definitely uh, enjoyed it. Then they had their Mo Jarkle PB&J Sour, which I hadn't tried the original one. It's their kettle sour that starts off with a sweet and tart grape jelly notes and ends with smooth peanut butter finish. I gave it a 4.5 out of 5. It's 5.5% alcohol. Uh, so it's their original peanut butter and jelly sour. The last time I had had the raspberry one, I enjoyed this one more than that one. Um, then they had a strawberry shortcake cream ale. 4.8% alcohol. Uh, a light and smooth cream ale conditioned on strawberry puree and vanilla. The result is a fruity, slightly sweet brew that's still light and refreshing. I gave it a 3 out of 5. It was good. Uh, not great. I would have hoped that it was more. Uh, there's a, another beer company in like the Marlton area called Zed's, and they do like a strawberry shortcake uh, beer that was really, really good. Um, and... 
I was hoping for that from this, but it didn't didn't live up to that one. Then they had a cherry fluff, which is another sour fruited six percent alcohol, a variation of the cherry berry with lactose and conditioned on vanilla bean to give a sweet twist to this sour brew. I gave it a three point seven five out of five. It was good. I liked the cherry flavor, and then like the vanilla flavor. It was good. Uh, they call it fluff, but I don't see them mentioning anything about marshmallow here. So maybe it's just the vanilla that gives it the fluff. Then they had a blenders Bahama Mama, um, sour fruited ale, five point five percent fruit, fruit and more fruit. This fruited sour is their homage to the classic mixed drink called the Bahama Mama. They obliterated the sour base with a fruit bomb consisting of strawberry, pineapple, papaya, mango, peach, and coconut cream. Full five out of five for me. This one was fucking delicious. One of the best beers that they have on tap there. Um, they probably have it canned as well. So if you can get to them, like I said, again, they're in Glassboro. Or if you see it at a store near you, I don't know how far they're distributed or if they're just local. Or if you are local, definitely got to try this one out. Um, getting to the end here, I believe. I'm getting to the end of the episode. So we're at about an hour and 24. Don't try to, don't like to try to keep these to be too long uh back at the flying pig again for uh twin elephant brewing zen fountain mango 7.5 7.4 percent uh fruited sour uh go ponce in search of that magical restore of sour bubbly this fountain's liquid grants eternal relaxation positivity positivity and joyousness sink into it savor it and let the seconds stretch out to infinity smells like sour patch mango kids mango good belly fermented fruit juices mango parfait with mango sorbet tastes fizzy and sweet mango sun kiss baja blast fountain of youth uh i give it a 4.25 out of 5 it was really good they went a little crazy describing it there but did have a really great mango flavor nice and sour i enjoyed it quite a bit um had a uh summer bliss new belgian brewing company out of fort collins colorado i believe i talked on this about about this with the last time we went to gettysburg so we hung out with our friend meg uh shout out to meg uh that we met out of reed's cider house but now we're just like friends and we go and hang out sometimes when we can when we're there in gettysburg and it's really fun time and we went we talked about the whole ordeal of going out to hang out that last time and i'm pretty sure i talked about this beer so i'm not going to talk about it now sorry if it really upsets you but go find that episode when we talked went last to gettysburg and uh you'll hear about it in there that was right after that was right when we did cider fest so that's not too far back um even though it is you know just about a month ago now it doesn't feel that long ago but time just fucking flies by and sometimes that sucks uh, i tried some uh hard teas i do like hard tea as well and the hard lemonades we've been talking about those um but there is called buzz tea um believe it they're out of canada it's made in canada this is what it says in the package. 6.5% alcohol. 
uh, contract brewery. It says that it's made from out of Canada, but they had a, a regular and original flavor uh, tea, a half and half, just like lemonade and tea, and they had a peach one. I enjoyed all of them. Um, I gave them all fours out of five. Uh, they were good. Um, I mean, we might just be getting to the end of stuff here. I know I keep saying that. Oh, now I got to go through all this. This is all of our uh, Cider Fest stuff. And it'll probably take me like, I don't know, 30 seconds. Because then we'll be getting to the end. And uh, had one, uh, another carton brewing company. One, the last one I had was Cosmonaut. This one was called Larry. 3.9%. Uh, there is no end to what my dad taught me in the kitchen as a child. And every carton beer is seated in a concept. I germinated after he planted it, Larry is the most direct translation of one of those memories. Making breakfast for the family one morning, we cut an underripe cantaloupe that was just too flat and boring to satisfy Dad. He diced it rather than slicing, squeezed a lemon, and sprinkled some salt. It wasn't the sweet fruit it should have been, but it was zippy and bright, and its firm texture bettered the dish. It was exciting, new, and different to my young perspective. Drink Larry because a thousand-mile journey off the beaten... Craft starts with those first steps. So it was like a salted um, cantaloupe beer. I enjoyed it. 3.75 out of 5. Uh, you get like the salt and the cantaloupe. I'm always enjoying some cantaloupe. It's a really good fruit that I like. I like uh, cantaloupe melon. Peach does not like cantaloupe. Um, but it's a good one. So if you, you see it, give it a try. And we talked about that. On one of our other episodes, getting there, uh, I talked about some dollars on one of our last episodes. I uh, went back to Axe and Arrow another time. Um, had their Blender's Raspberry Cheesecake, a, sa- a fruited sour, 5.5%. Uh, their smoothie sour base conditioned on heaps of raspberry puree and cheesecake mix for a smooth and creamy dessert sour. I gave it a 4 out of 5, even though it was raspberry, it was still really good, and a nice cheesecake flavor. And the raspberry wasn't too bad in this, so that was a pretty high score. Um, then they had a Sour to the People Pineapple Orange Raz. Uh, 7.5% Fruited Sour. Uh, the next installment in their Sour to the People saga, they took their Sour to the People base and added all the greatness of fruit punch, plenty of pineapple, orange, and raspberry blend, some sweet with this tart base beer. 3.25 out of 5. Uh, the raspberry was a little bit of a hindrance for this one for me, but still pretty good all in all. Then they had Mo Nanas, which is in their Mo series. 5.5% fruited sour. Uh, this shit is bananas and peanut butter in a sour. I give it a four out of five. It was tasty. You got the <laughs> peanut butter and the bananas. A nice combination that I love. Um, mango fluff. It's probably exactly what you're thinking it is. It's a fruited sour, 5.5% alcohol. Another addition to their fluff line, a sour brew with lactose and conditioned on tons of mango and vanilla. I gave it a 3.5 out of five. 
it was good. I did enjoy the mango flavor again. The marshmallow was always kind of a drawback, but not hated, but, you know, not a, a, a marshmallow guy. Then they had Mo Apricot, which is basically a fruited sour, 5.5% alcohol. Uh, they did the PB and J sour and conditioned it on apricot puree instead of grape. 2.75 out of 2.75 out of 5 for me on this one. The apricot just wasn't working, just wasn't doing it for me, so I didn't really care for it uh, too much, but it wasn't still an awful. And they had Mo Nuts, another fruited sour, 5.5% alcohol. They all know Mo is nuts, but this is next level. They conditioned their PB&J sour base on Nutella for an extra burst of nutty chocolatey flavor. 4.25 for me out of this. It was really good. Got that hazelnut flavor, that Nutella kind of flavor. So it was good for this one. I enjoyed that. Um, then back to the Flying Pig more recently. I uh, tried one out for Ludlam Island Brewery. They're from Ocean View, New Jersey. They have one called I Really Like NJ. It's a blonde ale. Easygoing blonde ale featuring 100% Canadian two-row malt and Liberty hops. This ale is summer, is a summer must-get, unassuming yet satisfying. This beer is clean and refreshing with mild floral and spicy notes with just a touch of citrus. This is their long-awaited collaboration with Community Rocks, whose mission is to celebrate educate and empower youth and communities through the music arts wellness and give back programs proceeds of this beer go to fund their programs i gave it a 2.75 out of 5 it's 5 percent alcohol i just wasn't really digging this one i really wanted to dig it with a name like i really like new jersey because i do really like new jersey i live here i've lived here for all my life for the most part but wasn't digging those florally uh notes they have in there um just couldn't give it a better score. Uh, another one from Bolero Snort Brewery called Tribal. 6.3% fruited sour. It's a heavily fruited sour banana, lemon, mango, passion fruit, and milk sugar. I gave it a 3.75 out of 5. Pretty good. Um, has a lot of flavors in there. Um, I do tend to like these, but a lot of these places, they just throw in a lot of a lot of fruits all at once, and it, while it is tasty and, and good most of the time, sometimes uh, flavors get lost in there because there's just so much going on. But 3.75 out of 5, still pretty good. And then a tiramisu milk porter from Zigmeister. Uh, it's a porter. They're out of Hackettstown, New Jersey. Um, and I gave this a 4.25 out of 5. It tastes like tiramisu. In the porter form, it, it was creamy. It had that coffee taste, and uh, it was good. So 4.25 out of 5, definitely one to check out from them. I've never been to their place, but might try to check it out. Uh, I haven't had anything else from them. And then I had a porter from Spellbound Brewing, which I talked about their corned beef ale before. I didn't like it, but this is a porter, 6.9% alcohol. Uh, robust malt forward beer with notes of chocolate and coffee, medium bodied malty goodness without being overly strong. Finishes with a hint of chocolate malt sweetness. I get this to 3.25 out of 5. Not one of the better porters that I've had, but still good and loads better than the other beer I've tried from them. So it hasn't thrown me off from them completely. Um, 
Then there was from Jug Handle Brewing, Sour Wheels Peach Crisp Pastry Sour, 8% alcohol. Um, A seasonal continuation of their Sour Wheels series. Their Peach Crisp Pastry Sour brings back memories of our grandma's pies, conditioned on peach, cinnamon, vanilla, and a dash of nutmeg. Full 5 out of 5 for me on this one. It was delicious. Tasted just like a peach, you know, pie, peach cobbler kind of thing. Uh, Very, very tasty. Uh, And then, I believe I talked about this, the Tropical Hearts from Bonesaw on another previous episode. And talked about that. So you have to go back and listen to other episodes. And talked about all these and... I think we're up to date now. Yep, this is, we're at the end. And um, I'm thinking about heading up to uh, Blero Snort today because they have some stuff on tap that I don't think they're distributing or I can't find or it's just too much to buy. Like I said, it's too much to buy to have sitting around your house. And uh, it's just better to go to these places and try glasses or tasters of it. So at least you got to try it. So I'm toying with that idea probably going to do it because I don't want to just sit in the house all day and run in the air conditioner. Um, so i got to figure out something to do while Peach is at work. It's about 10 a.m. right now. So I'm going to end this up. We're about an hour and 40 minutes. Not as long. I would have liked to keep it a little bit shorter, but hey, done for this episode. Hopefully uh, I won't be too long before the next one so I can keep these ones a little bit shorter. And, uh, so yeah, that's it. And bye for now. Begin spiel! Hi, Peach here. Be sure to check us out on social media so you can see all the awesome pictures of our adventures. You can find us at Pumpkin and Peach Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. Interested in checking out our business? Facebook and Instagram at Ugly Mugs Inc. No matter where you go, you'll find a link tree that will direct you to what you're looking for. Would you like to be a sponsor or collab with us? How about having us try your cider, beer, food, or product? Perhaps even having us come to your establishment if you're local, or letting us know the invite is there if we happen to be in your neck of the woods. Send us a message on social media or email us at pumpkinandpeachadventures at gmail.com. Please write a review for us. It really helps us out. Also, depending on what platform you're listening to us on, like, follow, or subscribe. It'll help you because you'll know when new episodes drop and it helps us grow our presence. And spiel!